What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Natasha Daniels. What's up? Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. I know it's like, sis, where you been? And I know that it's been a, uh, it's actually been a little bit longer than a year. It's almost been two years. Um, And the crazy part is that at the better part of last year, um, in 2022, the end of 2021 into 2022, um, I actually was recording. I was recording material, um, but I did not complete it. Um, so listen, so this is season two. Uh, what's going on? This is Natasha Daniels, uh, Lady T, as a lot of people call me. Co-Pastor T, if you go to my church, and Natasha Daniels, if you just know me on a regular basis. Um, as you know, with the Go With God podcast, it is my opportunity to talk about my life, things that go on in my life, my journey. Uh, that way I don't offend nobody. Uh, it's my opportunity to talk about what God is doing in me and why it's so important for us to go with God. So if you're new to the podcast, uh, to, new to the podcast, welcome. Um, you're going to get the raw version of me um, and it's information. I pray that will help you out. It, it's, it's me. It's 100% me and it's God's um, words in me that have allowed me to kind of get to this point. So let's go ahead and pray real quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We honor you because you are absolutely amazing. God, hallowed be your name. You are great in all of the earth. Father, I ask that now that you would begin to purpose this moment as you already have before time, that you would purpose this moment, God, that I would align with your will, that I would align with your vision, that I would align with what it is that you have to say to your people today through me, through my life. God, I pray that everything that you've done with me and for me and through me, that they can see you decrease me at all times so that we can give you glory, honor, and praise. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we give thanks and we pray. Holy Spirit, empower me to do the work and the will of the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So listen, it's been a minute. Like I said, it's been uh, almost two years. And I know that the question has been, because I did like a a, a relaunch or soft launch, you know, to season two uh, last year in in 2021. Um, And at the beginning of 2022, And it just didn't happen. (laughs) And a lot of people were like, yo, Tosh, like, what's going on? Where have you been? Um, So I thought it was appropriate that this first year's conversation would be, um, or this first podcast conversation would be what took so long. Um, And the bottom line is this. What took so long is that I got burnt out. Um. A lot of people really don't know my entire background. Um, Of course, you can hear some of it from the previous podcast. If you haven't listened to season one, please make sure that you go and do that. That way you can keep up because I don't want uh, the faithful audience members to have to rehear everything that I've gone through. So please, if you haven't, take an opportunity and listen to season one. Um, But during this time, to be 100% honest with you, I got burnt out. Um, Those who really know me. Uh, my good friends, my best friends, I um, mean, people who, who stick by me, my family, I spent, have spent most of my life, if not all of my life, making sure that everybody is good, taking care of people, taking care of my husband, uh, those who don't know, um, he has a autoimmune condition. Um, and we discovered that in the very beginning stages of our relationship, of our marriage, I would say. So uh, most of our marriage, we which round of applause, hand clap, woo, we will be celebrating 10 years this year um, in 2023, but to be 100% transparent for most of it, most of our time together in marriage, I think we only got one good year of marriage and the rest of it has been um, a little burdensome. 
but I don't regret it. Um, so taking care of my husband, taking care of my family, my mother and my father over the last year, year and a half, uh, two years, I've been taking care of my mother and my stepfather, uh, my father, Ron senior, who I love dearly. I love you, dad. Uh, he got extremely sick actually on my birthday this year. I mean, um, on my birthday in 2022, uh, I woke up in the morning, thought it was going to be a happy birthday message from him. And in all actuality, he was in the hospital in a semi, um, comatose state. In North Carolina, they had to take him to the emergency room. So the second half of 2022, my father was extremely sick. And I thank God for my uncles and for my family that rallied around him. Um, but also in, in, in early part of February, January of 2022, we uh, relaunched, not relaunched, but, you know, we started Powerhouse. Not again. That's that's not what I'm trying to say. Powerhouse has been in existence, but we got a new location. So listen, here's the plug. Powerhouse Kingdom Ministries. Um, I thank the Lord for my husband and for his pastorate. Uh, for we walk in the spirit, we operate in the world, and we live in the kingdom. And at Powerhouse Kingdom Ministries, our goal, our vision, vision, our mindset, our mission is to make sure that we're presenting people from diverse cultures, the opportunity to get to know Jesus in many different ways. Um, and that's the, that's the gist of what we do. So we were blessed to move into a new location. Um, but with the new location came a lot of new responsibilities. And the truth of the matter is I spent most of 2022 doing what I could to mitigate and manage um, everything, whether it was trying to, you know, launch or relaunch my singing career. And I say relaunch because if you're not consistent, anybody from a branding and a marketing perspective knows that when you're not consistent, you have to do relaunches because too much time has passed for consistency, you know, for you to kind of stay in that flow, unless you're older in the game. And of course I'm, I'm, I'm a lot newer in the game. Um, so trying to get music off the ground for my sophomore album, which be on the lookout for more information to come. Cause that definitely will be happening in 2023. Um, but you name it. Uh, between sickness, between my family, my brother and his wife, uh, Carl and Sharice, love you guys so much. They got married uh, July of 2022, but also my husband lost his job or, you know, he got very, very sick during the course of 2020. You name it is my point. <laughs> you name it in 2022, it happened. And I believe that that was the culmination of everything that I've spent the last 10 to 15 years doing for other people coming to a head. And what I mean by that is I never realized how much time I had spent doing for other people and never doing anything for myself. For a lot of us, especially in our culture and black culture, if you don't know, I am African-American. Praise the Lord. I got melanin in my skin. Um, but certain cultures, it's not just black. It's certain cultures. We spend so much time taking care of other people because we grow up in lack that we do not realize oftentimes that we've spent our whole life taking care of other people and we gave nothing back to ourselves. And the truth of the matter is I gave nothing back to myself. I did things, but it was never enough to fulfill me, to satisfy me, to keep me moving. And it was extremely unbalanced, whether it was financial, whether it was spiritual, whether it was, you know, emotional support. I burnt out in 2022 and I didn't just burn out. I burnt out to the point that I told God, if this is you, I'm 
I can't serve you. And I know for a lot of people, it's like, yo, sis, you got some cojones. But hear me clearly. A part of who we are is allowing our life to be a testimony of who he is. So if there's no testimony as to who he is, respectfully, you have got to ask the question, is this me or is this him? And it wasn't that God wasn't providing because at the end of 2022, I realized how God had still been providing for all the silly decisions that I was making, the the, the lucrative um spending and the mindset to try to salvage and keep things in order rather than being obedient I realized how much God was just oh man he he he's amazing but I had no testimony for myself because I was drained you get what I'm saying I was drained and so at the end of 2022 it was around October I told God listen here buddy (laughs) In the most respectful way possible, God, I can't serve you if this is you because I'm not getting anything fulfilled. I'm not talking about I'm not getting money. I'm not talking about I'm not getting a job. I'm not talking about any of those things. What I'm saying to God is, is if this is you and this is how life is supposed to be, I'm good. Mentally drained, emotionally drained, spiritually drained, no longer happy, can't find, uh, and I'm not talking about comfortable places so that I could do what I want to do, but there was no comfort. There was no joy. There was no happiness. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to be around things. I didn't want to be around. I love God, you know, and I think I was trying to find myself in God's graces because it's the right thing to do. But the truth of the matter was I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't living the life that I felt like the God who I love so much was extending back to me. And I had to take a minute, especially at the end of 2022, where I asked the Lord, if this is you, you've got to show me what I'm doing wrong. In the beginning of 2022, we had an incident occur where we lost just about everything, especially from the church perspective. My husband and I had to pour thousands, almost tens of thousands of dollars. And I say almost because that was just in the beginning of the year. That wasn't to plug up the remainder of the year. But in the beginning of the year, members, myself, we we poured out at least fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars to mitigate um, an issue, a, 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 a fallacy, a fault that someone had done to us. And I asked the Lord, I said, if you ain't want us to move into this location, like, why don't you just say something? But the truth of the matter is that needed to happen. And the reason why that needed to happen is because it exposed, it started the exposing process. And let me be very clear. Let me be very, very clear. We did not, you know, Natasha Daniels, Powerhouse Kingdom Ministries did not do anything funny with money. We did not steal any money we did not mismanage any money you know something had happened where it was done to us Uh, someone took advantage of us Um, we did not do anything and you know most of that stuff is public record you could take a look you could go powerhouse kingdom ministry it's a nonprofit organization 501c incorporated if you have any questions you will see that on a year-to-year basis we do not you know make or bring any money in and i want to say that because i know the culture that we live in nowadays people take snippets snaps 
pieces and you know they just do and say whatever it is that they want but I need to talk about this in order to show how God does things that sometimes you really don't realize when you're in the thick of something and so it needed to happen and the reason why it needed to happen is because the way that we meaning my husband and I want to position the church it requires constant flow of income now just stay with me for a second. The reason why it requires constant constant flow of income is because our desire is to do outreach. Our desire is to perpetuate a community that takes their time to build and grow externally, aka naturally, as well as spiritually. So in other words, what I'm what I'm basically trying to say is we wanted our church to be more than a Sunday and Tuesday. At the end of the day, we've mastered Sunday and Tuesday. And I say that humbly. My husband and I have been doing this now for years. I believe that anybody who has been to Powerhouse Kingdom Ministries, when you come into the ministry, nine times out of 10, you come to get what you need from God because you know that he's present. So we've, 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 we've asked the Lord, we've humbled ourselves, we've prostrated ourselves, that that's our goal when we have church. Our goal when we have church is I only want the presence of the Lord. However long that takes, whatever it takes, and whatever he wants to do, whatever he says, that's not a glitz and glamour or a cliche anybody who's been to ph cam can attest to that that is what we go after that is what we live for the authentic presence of the lord so that other people can experience jesus that's what we do so knowing that we needed to move beyond that and what it showed for us what it showed for me is that we weren't as prepared as we should have been Um, And the reason why I'm being extremely transparent is because a lot of people have absolutely no idea what it takes to run ministry. What we do know is that I can do an aspect of ministry or we feel as though I can do aspects of ministry better than the person that's leading. But any parent will tell you that there is a burden that comes with being a parent that does not or that is not present for somebody who's just babysitting right? Stay with me. There is a burden that comes with marriage that is not the same burden when you're just dating. Okay. So being pastors, being people who are trying to feed the sheep on a regular basis, there's a burden that comes with that. I've been pastoring now for four years, three to four years. And I don't think that it gets easier because the job of the pastor is to feed the sheep regardless of the culture. So as the culture is shifting, it definitely changes the dynamic of how much you have to do sometimes and put into the sheep. Not to make mention the fact that the culture nowadays doesn't allow for pastors to only pastors the way that it was in New Testament and Old Testament Bible. Read your Bible. The deacons were the ones who took care of the church so that the apostles and the pastors, you know, it wasn't always necessarily like, Uh, labeled as a pastor but so the apostles and other people could spend time with God come out of the presence of the Lord Moses exhibits that as well come out of the presence of the Lord and then feed the sheep there were people like Aaron who managed that so New Testament had the same thing when the apostles stepped on the scene you know you had deacons or you had individuals who catered to the day-to-day of the widows who catered to the day-to-day of the church so that way the pastor or the preacher those who are giving the word of God could spend that time communing with God and then come back and feed the sheep based on their time with God my point in saying that is culture does not allow a lot of pastors and small churches to do that anymore 
Um, my husband and I, we don't take a salary from our church. Uh, we don't do any of that. Our priority is other people in our church. So anyway, I digress to move forward. When the incident occurred, it showed us that we weren't ready. And I'm going to tell you exactly why we weren't ready. You ready for this? Y'all, y'all are going to be the first ones to hear it. Are you ready for this? Well, well, the second. Because I was in the way. Natasha Daniels was in the way trying to plug up every single hole and every single gap of the ministry. Not because the ministry couldn't manage it, but because I, Natasha Daniels, could not afford to see the ministry fail. I couldn't afford to allow the people who spoke word curses over us to prevail. I couldn't allow the the injustices and the misuse that had been done to us to, to, to be the story. I could not allow all of the promises that we had made with great intentions to fall flat on their face because things happen. Life happens. I was in the way. And for a lot of you, you may look at it and be like, well, sis, how are you in the way? I was in the way because I totally took the place of God here. They didn't worship me, but I never allowed God to be God. I never allowed him that if we were in a bind or if we were in a pickle, I never allowed him to fix it. I fixed it. I went out and got a second job. I went out and grubhubbed. I went out and put everything on the line because I thought that was what God wanted from me. It was my my sacrifice of my life to give that to God. And for a lot of people, I know that it's probably like, well, sis, isn't that a good thing? It is a good thing, but I never consulted him. I just simply spoke for him. I simply made myself, gave myself, appointed myself as the mouthpiece of the Lord. And it wasn't with ill intention. It was because that's that's what you do as a Christian. That's what you you serve him. You serve God Almighty. You serve Christ with everything you got in you. And while that may be true, I never asked him what that looks like. I never asked God. I never, I took an issue. Let's say we had an issue that that Sunday the offering wasn't where it needed to be. And let's say I, I needed to pay out my musicians. Well, I went out to go Grubhub and I went out to Lyft. And that's admirable, right? My husband, you know, we were pouring out money. My husband was working. You know, he doesn't have, <laughs> he don't have the flexibility that I have with my job. Don't tell my boss if y'all know her. He doesn't have the flexibility, you know, and I thank God for, for the flexibility that I have. He didn't have the flexibility, you know. So I said, hey, you do all the counseling and X, Y, and Z. And let me figure this part out. Never once did I fall on my face and ask God. I did tell God what the issue was. And I did tell God what the problem was. And I did tell God all of those things. But I never once asked him, what do you want me to do about it? How do you want us to manage it? What's the strategy? And the crazy part, honestly, GWG Nation, is that he would give me strategy, but I was too scared to do it. He would tell me exactly what I needed to do, but I was too scared to do it. He would tell me exactly how I needed to do it, but I was too scared to do it because people don't like me. Or I'm always the last one that's called. They don't pick me to do anything. 
The only time they pick me is when they no longer want performance. The only time they shout me out is when they no longer want performance. The only time they call me is when the first choice isn't available. That's what the enemy was putting all in my head. So, God, I understand X, Y, and Z, but I have to figure this out because I want to honor you, right? I want to be right before you. And when I tell you it burnt me, it finally all burnt me out to my core because it finally exposed a flaw in me that I thought was admirable. Now, you know what it exposed with me? Fear. See, you have to know that when my husband got sick, my husband's dream was to have this church. My husband's dream was to be a pastor, to follow in his late father's footsteps and love God and show people Jesus. And we did it. We've been doing it. But when he got sick, he couldn't do it no more. And I didn't want this. But I'm a ride or die type chick. And so what I did was I picked up the burden. I didn't give it to God. I thought I did. I thought I was partnering with God. But the truth of the matter is, is ever since then, I never asked God what he wanted. I played to my strengths. I played to my strengths of business and I played to my strength. And what I mean by that is I utilized those things to grow and expand the ministry. I used my music. I used those things, those platforms. I used my business sense. I used my human resource background in order to do that. And there was nothing wrong with that, but it didn't have any God guidance on it. I was just coming into the pastorate role, let alone the first lady role. I was just coming into those things. And I thought that as long as I put God's name on it, which I meant from my heart, that it would matter. And I don't think that it didn't matter because up until this point, God has been faithful to me. But there was supposed to be an exchange. When you read your Bible, the Bible tells us that in our weakness, he's made strong. Strength is perfected. He does that. There was never a pouring from me into him so that he can pour his strength into me. There were acts and there were things that were done where I never allowed God to be God in my life so that together we are yoked together to make this thing work. And so in 2022, I experienced for the first time in my life the disappointment that I was going to have to let this dream go. I never wanted to be a pastor's wife. And I definitely never, ever wanted to be a pastor. But when I took it on, I took it on because I thought that that was what you're supposed to do. And I'm not saying it's not what you're supposed to do. But I took it on and I coveted it to the point that I never gave it back to God. Never. So in 2022, when the incident occurred and we had all of these gaps in how we were going to maintain and manage not just the ministry, but now our household. And, you know, uh, my husband had 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 gotten sick again in 2022 and for about four months could not work at all. Um, I had to figure it all out again, figuring it all out again. We are figuring it all out again. And the truth of the matter is I never brought God in. I didn't have enough faith to bring God in it. Because the truth of the matter is God should have never put us in that predicament. I'm being honest with you because I want to help somebody today. 
I want to help somebody today. And this is all going to make sense because I'm almost finished. This is all going to make sense in a minute because this is where I'm healing from in 2023. And so in 2022, I felt like God should have never put us in this predicament. And God honestly reached back and he asked me, when were you ever going to ask me? (laughs) Forget when were you ever going to ask me? When were you ever going to be obedient to what I asked you to do? And, And part of the obedience was this. Getting my voice in the atmosphere. God has trusted me with so many things, but I never thought I was good enough for them. So I now became a pride. And I want to say this to a lot of you that think that you are acting on behalf of people. If you are acting on behalf of people without God, you run the risk of having pride. And the reason why you run the risk of having pride is because you have not asked the one who knows the beginning and the end. Jeremiah 1 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you blank. For Jeremiah's case, he appointed him a prophet to the blank. But I come to ask some of you, what did God appoint you as? And where does that fit on this earth? Because if you don't know that, you need to go back in your prayer closet. And for once, I didn't know. I knew what other people said I could be and I knew what I was good at, but I had no clue what the Lord appointed me to do. I didn't even know where. I just knew that whatever he said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I'm not saying that that's the bad, that's the wrong posture. I'm simply saying that when you read further down, though, in that text, it says that Jeremiah spoke back to God and he said, Lord, God, behold, I don't even know how to talk. You want me to be a prophet, but I don't even know how to talk. Number one. And number two, I'm only a youth. His exact age, not 100 percent sure, but in his mind, he was too young. He was too young in comparison to the prophets of old to get the respect of where God was sending him to. And the Lord corrected his speech immediately and said, do not say I'm only a youth. For to all to whom I send you, you're going to go. And whatever I tell you, you're going to say it. Don't be afraid. For I'm with you to deliver you. In other words, when you step on the scene, it's not you anymore. It's going to be me. A.K.A. God. You know, there's there's like that that um, that picture that they have where there's like this this little lion or whatever, this meme or whatever. And there's this little lion and it roars. And then right behind it is this image or this shadow of like this big lion. It was the same thing in Lion King. He's practicing his roar. He's Simba's practicing his roar. He's practicing his roar with the hyenas. And then all of a sudden he goes, you know, and he sounds like a little cat and they're laughing at him. Can I be honest? When you're doing it in your own strength, they have the right to laugh at you. They have the right to criticize you. They have the right to do everything to you because that is people. You can have the heart all day long, but if you don't have the authority and the blessing and the, and the, and the, and the, the confirmation, the consecration that the Lord is trying to put on you, you're going to end up just like me 
burnt out, trying to prove, trying to be, trying to hold everything together that God is saying, you're not able to, you don't have enough capacity to hold all of this together for 10 years. But I sure did try. And in 2022, when it finally broke me, that's when I heard the lion. L-I-O-N. That's where I heard God roar his loudest in my life. And what I mean by that is everything that I ever said I couldn't do at the end of 2022. I took his hand and I said, I'm going to do it in 2023. And so here I am in 2023, taking my time to be filled back up with him, not with another project, not with another level of approval, not with proving myself to anybody. Because the Lord told me that I don't need to be afraid. I'm going to put my word in your mouth and I'm going to put my ideas in your, in your spirit. And you are going to be the representation for me that I have called you to be. You are going to change world structures and you are going to change business. And I know for a lot of people, they automatically are like, well, of course, you know, that's the first thing that people go to is that the Lord's going to send you to people. Guess what? I don't want to go to people. I definitely don't want to go to no nations. But I know that that's where the Lord has called me to because the way that I'm built, the way that I'm designed I love to see God. I love to see people touched and affected by God. But I also love a good financial analysis. I also love to sit in a conference call, have a meeting and do SWOT analysis and structure and restructuring organizations. I also love to sit with people and hear their problems and consult and find ways that we can make it more efficient, make their automation processes more efficient. I'm not just spiritual God has called me to two realms God has called me to the spiritual realm and the secular realm to bring glory to his name to help liberate people that are constantly in lack I know what my purpose is my purpose is to bring fire to bring a conviction to people every time I talk every time I move every time I'm in your presence and in their presence One of the greatest accomplishments and one of the greatest compliments that I've received in 2022 was very simple and it was Natasha I don't know how you do it you're so hard meaning you every time you sing dance whatever you do you do you do it so hard like there's 17 million people there the greatest compliment was you leave everything on that stage and I simply told the individual you know why because he gave me everything I got so I'm gonna give him everything I got everything he's got so I'm gonna give him everything I got God is my everything. And so at the end of 2022, I repented. I repented that my fear of failing led me into such a season and into such a way where I never gave God my heart, my issues, my concerns, my grace. And I was never obedient to what he told me to do because it just didn't seem like it wouldn't work. It didn't seem like it was going to manifest. It didn't seem like it was going. I didn't think that I had enough in me. And you hear all of that? I, 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 that's pride. And don't let the enemy let you think that it's not. That is pride. You don't have to be belligerent to have pride. Pride is simply forsaking the team for the sake of the island. 
for the sake of you, that is pride. Jesus didn't die for himself and for his father alone. He died for everybody. The father didn't send him for his own sake. He did it for the people. So anytime it's I, that's all about you. That's a pride spirit. It's a, it's a subtle pride spirit. And so I had to repent from my pride spirit. And so I stand here now in 2023 ready. I stand now in 2023 filling my life up again. I spend my time in 2023 really asking the Lord, what do you want me to do? I haven't grown up, but I haven't lifted since 2022. And the truth of the matter is the reason why I haven't is because every time I make up my mind to go do it, God drops everything I need right there. And it's not just financial. See, you have to remember, I work a full-time job. I do full-time ministry like a lot of these small churches do. I do full-time counseling. I do full-time business planning. I am a full-time wife and prayerfully one day a full-time mother. Bottom line, though, is that if I'm going to be healthy in everything that God wants me to be, there are some things, if not everything, because <laughs> I'm still learning, I got to give this stuff to God. I want to leave you with this because it is in Jeremiah verse 1 and you know, we talk about the scripture a lot, but I don't think you realize how powerful this scripture is, but it spoke to me. It spoke to me. I challenge each of you who are listening today to first and foremost, understand that not only did God form you, meaning that before you got into a womb, into a fleshly vessel, before the sperm hit the egg, God formed you. The spirit of you was formed. And then as you developed in the womb, God encased it in flesh. So our life is all about finding who God made us prior to sin. I'll give that to you at another time. The you that comes out of the uterus, the you that comes out of the womb is not the you that has been created. And the revelation of God is all about finding the you that was created before you came out the womb. Because it's at the moment of breach that sin then begins to be upon you. Because that's the ways of this world. It's not cleansed. It's not clean. But is the spirit man and understanding the revelation of Christ and what he's done on the cross that saves you, redeems you, and now makes you become a new creation, not just creature, creation. All right. So that's the first thing that I want you to do is I need you to know that God has ordained and destined you. And if you don't know who you are, please go find out. Don't be like me. Go find out who you are. The second thing is, is that it doesn't matter where you think you don't fit. God has ordained your life to fit somewhere. Go ask him and don't be afraid because God is going to put his spirit in you. We could talk about this another time, but more than just being filled with the Holy Spirit one time, there's more fillings than that. How do you know that to be true? Because if you pay attention to the parallel of Christ, he was filled more than one time. He had to be in order to do work. Pay attention chronologically to when he starts performing. Because don't forget, he was 100% man, 100% God, but he suffered to be taught. Then he was baptized. Then it opened up for him. Then he went into testing. There are levels to be filled so that God can utilize you to the fullness. We'll talk about that another time. Get filled. Get filled with God's presence. Then what I love the most about the text, if you read all of Jeremiah 1, the Bible says that the Lord spoke to him. And he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? 
And he said, I see an almond branch. And then the Lord said to him, you've seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. I believe that we've eisegeted this to simply mean that the Lord is watching over his word to perform it and that he does do. But what I love about the scripture itself is you've got to see it first. The Lord is already aware, but he wants to make you aware. And so I encourage all of you to allow God to challenge you to tell him what you see so that he can confirm it. And when he confirms it, the Bible says, then I will show you how I'm going to enact the judgment. I know I'm getting excited about to go into my preaching tone, but don't. And then if this is the last thing that I want you to know, the Bible then says in verse, I think it's like 17 or verse 18 of roundabout ish. He says this, he says, behold, I will make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will not fight against you. I decree and I declare over every person who is listening to this, allow the Lord to humble you into the space that he can use you. Because when he is able to use you, he will not only fortify you, but he will make every enemy that was resistant to you hear you. And I speak in 2023 that every voice that has been silenced by fear, that you would rise boldly into the things of the Lord. So that way the Lord can fortify you with his voice and every enemy that came against you in previous seasons will have to submit themselves to you. Because while you may feel like Simba, you have Mufasa standing behind you, roaring. While you may feel inferior, your father, who is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the alpha and omega, he is the God of everything. There is no beginning and end to him. He does not fit into matter and space. He, 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 he alone will be standing right there with you. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this moment that I'm able to share my life with these people. They've been asking me what took so long. And the truth of the matter is that you've been pruning me all 2022 so that I can go deeper with you. I can go deeper into your depths and so that I could be the person that you wanted me to be. I don't have to be a savior. You are the savior of the world. So I thank you for saving and rescuing my life. I thank you for reminding me who I am and what I am. I pray that you will always get the glory out of my life, that you will always be the number one in my life. And that I will always be submitted to you for the rest of my life. For living my life as a holy sacrifice is my reasonable service. And I gladly say yes to it. I thank you and I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. So look, this is the first one. I know it's a little lengthy. I apologize, but I hope that you guys enjoyed it. As always, if you can, hit me up, GWD, GWG podcast at yahoo.com. Send me information. Send me content. Let me know, hey, Tosh, we loved, we enjoyed this, this, that, and the third. We didn't like this. We want to talk about this. Hey, can, can you talk about X, Y, and Z? Please, please, please. And as always, make sure you're sharing. Make sure you're liking. I missed you guys, GWG Nation, and I'm so glad to be back with y'all. I love you. Blessings over you. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.